Location, location, location. Where battery metal projects are situated are of primary importance as countries seek tighter control of supply. With me is Greg Bowes. He is CEO of Northern Graphite. Greg, welcome to Kitco. It's a pleasure to be with you today, Michael. Greg, I want to get into Northern Graphite because there's a lot of pieces and it's exciting what you're building there. But uh, first, let's just talk about this uh, battery metals market. Uh, the space has gone absolutely gangbusters over the past year with commodity prices shooting up and just a ton of M&A. Greg, choose what was your favorite event or what was the most meaningful event over the past year for you? Oh, well, that's fairly simple. Uh, in December, we announced that we're buying the natural graphite division of Emirates SA. Emirates is a four or five billion euro company uh, based in Paris. They operate over 100 mines in 30 different countries, all industrial minerals kind of stuff. Uh, it's a truly transformational acquisition for us. We're going from having one advanced development stage project in Ontario to uh, being a producing company immediately. We're buying the only producing North American graphite mine, and we're buying a second mine from them in Namibia, uh, which is on care and maintenance. We'll have it back online in nine to 12 months. That will make us the only Northern North American graphite producer and the third largest in the world after China. Talk about the stage of the project right now that uh, you have in Quebec and uh, what you're going to be building it up to, uh, Greg. Yes, uh, that mine, it was a very strategic acquisition for us. It gives us current production. It gives us transparency on the market, customers, market share. Um, the knock on it is that, that it only has three years of mine life left. However, we've developed a plan to uh, not only uh, extend, but expand that mine life by acquiring an option on a uh, second property in Quebec, where we can move ore from that property to the Lac de Zille mine. So uh, our goal is to take from 15,000 tons a year of production to 25, which is its nameplate capacity, and have a mine life of 10 to 15 years. Now, in your investor presentation, you know, there's a difference between uh, the graphite market, say, about a decade ago or whenever that the uh, project, uh, the mine, I should say, rather, was being built uh, and, uh, you know, the type of graphite, uh, the types of materials that uh, you're going to be providing now into the future. What do you have to build? What do you have to change at uh, the mine in Quebec uh, to make that work? Uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. It's based... <laughs> it's... Uh... It has a reputation for having very high quality graphite, and it's been selling to customers for 20 years. And um, uh, the, the quality of the graphite is such that it will be very good for transforming it into uh, anode material for lithium ion batteries. That is also true of the mine in Namibia, and that is also true of the mine uh, or the deposit that we have at Bissett Creek. So we have three deposits with very high quality graphite by independent third parties. Uh, that is not true of every mine and it's all uh, very suitable for the, uh, for the battery market. Can you talk about what you're developing at Bissett? Uh, yes, so you know our short-term goals, as I said, were to uh, expand production at Lactazeal uh, extend the mine life. Uh, we've got that under control, bring Namibia back online. And then the third 
of that is develop the Bissett Creek project. Um, that's an advanced stage project, uh, full feasibility study, uh, being very advanced. Uh, if all the stars align and we raise financing, we could potentially start construction within a year and bring that one on to uh, 30 or 40,000 tons a year. Uh, and that will get us up to uh, closer to 100,000 tons a year of, uh, of production capacity. And then we have two very big development projects uh, after that in the pipeline. We can double the production of Bissett Creek in the future battery market grows. We have the measured and indicated resources to do that. And the operation in Namibia is based on a weathered resource underlying that very large measured and indicated hard rock resource which uh, has the potential to produce 100 to 150,000 tons a year. So the ultimate production capacity of all these deposits is over 300,000 tons a year. We'll be at 50 uh, within nine to 12 months, and we will expand from there. What's the processing facility like for a graphite mine? How would that compare, say, to like a copper or to a uh, gold project uh, that you might be putting in? Uh, fairly similar, um, crushing, grinding, and flotation, uh, using the flotation process to separate the pipe from the, uh, from the waste rock. Uh, there are a few nuances to graphite, depending on how much crushing, grinding, and so forth you have to do to eliminate the impurities and get the concentrate up to a saleable purity level. But generally, um, General, it's pretty much the same. Now, you mentioned in your investor presentation that you wanted to bring some pricing transparency. Uh, why is that important, Greg? Uh, because the graphite, like, like most industrial minerals, is difficult for investors to um, understand, get their heads around. Um, part of that is because it's not just gold, it's not just copper. With graphite and other industrial minerals, you can have a lot of different grades and that's confusing. And also there is no real spot or futures market where you can look up the price every day. Uh, pricing is pretty much negotiating the buyers and the sellers. And there are services out there that give you an indication of what prices are. But unless you're on the inside of the industry, you never really. Uh, the major, um, the major uh, customers uh, for the graphite, uh, those are gonna be the auto automotive makers, uh, Greg? Uh, as of right now, not yet. Um, the Lactazeal mine is doing quite well and yelling to industrial, traditional users of graphite. And Namibia will do the same in the starting uh, startup phase. Uh, we need to build the capacity to take that concentrate and transform it into anode material that can be used directly in batteries uh, by the automobiles. And currently, 100% of that is done in China. So we need that capacity in the West. Namibia has very good access to the European market at the West Coast of Africa, five hours from the main deep water port on that side of the country, which is one of the attractions for Emirates when they built the mine. So very good access to um, Europe. And then uh, Bissett Creek and Lactazeal, of course, are in North America which gives us a big advantage over African projects and Chinese projects. So our ultimate goal is to have a processing plant in Europe and one in North America supplying the battery market. 
what's the difference between uh, synthetic uh, graphite and uh, mined graphite? And uh, also, is there uh, a potential for uh, synthetic graphite uh, to displace uh, what's happening uh, with miners such as yourselves? Um, that's a very long question, but I'll, mm -hmm. as, as short of answer as I can, uh, synthetic graphite is a manufactured product. So it is made from petroleum coke. You're basically taking residue of the refining process and through uh, very high temperatures, converting it to the graphite crystal structure. That is very energy intensive. That is very, uh, causes a lot of pollution. So it's not an environmentally friendly uh, process, if you will, which is why most of it is done in China. Uh, synthetic graphite uh, can be used, is used in batteries as well as natural. Natural is a mined uh, product. Um, uh, batteries internationally, I sh I'll say, are a blend of both to take advantage of the best features of both. And most people expect that the percentage of natural will increase over time because it is cheaper, it has higher capacity, and it has a much lower uh, environmental print. Uh, can you catch us up with uh, China right now? Um, I, you know, I, I assume it's going to be, I assume it uh, is, um, as you said before, it's producing uh, a lot of the world's graphite, uh, but I assume it's also going to be a large consumer, just uh, what they're building up with their battery metal plants. Uh, but uh, there's also that large tie-up right now that they have with uh, Singapore in terms of uh, the COVID disruptions. Yes, that's a very important um, Local, secure, uh, sustainable supply chains are where it's at. So with China, first, they have the potential that it, they could use um, uh, graphite as a weapon in terms of nationalistic policies that don't make it available to to everybody else. Uh, secondly, it is the biggest and fastest growing EV market in the world. So they may not have product available to sell. And thirdly, um, their uh, ESG standards are a lot lower than ours. And uh, so therefore you have a product that is uh, not very green, shall we say. And fourthly, you have the transportation issues, whether it's COVID, um, the container market is totally in disarray, the blockage of the Suez Canal, uh, it kind of uh, goes on and on. So um, yeah, so having a local secure source of supply, that's a big part of our strategy. Mines in North America, a mine in Namibia to supply Europe, uh, to avoid uh, the China syndrome, if you want to put it that way. Talk more about uh, that local and secure, Greg. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of companies that have been building themselves this way. There's uh, Sierra Resources, which had that $100 million um, uh, loan uh, that I got from the Department of Energy that was announced yesterday. Piedmont yes. has also been putting together a lot of uh, infrastructure and processing facilities in uh, America. So when you're talking to your suppliers, when you're talking to your investors, what does a secure and uh, what does local mean, Greg? Uh, yes, um, I guess it means different things to different people. Uh, for example, Syrah, their mine is in Mozambique. So you have political and transportation issues. Uh, that material, I guess, is going to be transported to Louisiana, where the upgrading facility is being built, uh, uh, where that loan was. Um, 
will be applied. Um, in, in our case, uh, with Bissett Creek and Lac de Zeal in North America, uh, we are 10 hours by truck to Michigan, where there are three or four major battery plants in operation uh, or under construction. So basically no ports, no borders, because we have free trade with the United States. Uh, that is a local supply chain. It is a transparent, secure supply chain. Uh, the end user knows where it comes from, how it was treated, how it was shipped, and uh, there's the potential for uh, not just political interference, but let's say black swan events like COVID that come along that nobody can anticipate, um, or the blockage of the Suez Canal would be another one. Um, those don't exist uh, with, with a project like ours. So it's a question for the buyer, how much risk do you want to assume? Do you want to switch your um, China risk for uh, a politically unstable country in Africa? Uh, we happen to be in Namibia, which is probably the best, or will be, the, uh, it is the best jurisdiction in Africa in which to operate, in our opinion. Uh, is there a place uh, geographically endowed or a place that you think of uh, when you think of graphite? Um, I think of Nevada when I think of gold, for example, and then I think of, uh, and when I'm thinking of lithium and when I'm thinking of copper, I'm thinking of uh, Chile and Peru. Um, yes, um, the main producing area in China is Heilongjiang province, which is in the north up by the Russian border, and the mines closed down for during the wintertime because of the weather. There's a, a belt in Africa, um, Tanzania and Mozambique. There's a lot of deposits uh, there, mainly owned by Australian companies. And then here in Canada, we have Arbisset Creek and uh, Visit Creek is 14, 15 kilometers from the border with Quebec. And then on the back side, there's five or six deposits, uh, including the Lactazeal mine that we are buying. So those areas, plus Brazil, uh, Brazil has a fairly large uh, graphite um, uh, production uh, level. Uh, lastly, Greg, uh, you have a lot on your plate right now with the financing you announced and uh, the uh, operations that you're bringing on. Uh, milestones over the next 12 months for Northern Graphite. Oh, lots, lots. Uh, again, the plan to uh, expand and extend the mine life of Lactazeal, bring Namibia back online, start a feasibility study for the big project in um, Namibia advance Bissett Creek towards production and uh, announce a plan uh, to produce anode material in North America and probably Europe as well. We've been holding off on that because we're a fairly conservative company. We wanna have a realistic achievable plan to do that. And uh, I think all of the auto and battery makers are looking for companies to fill that void between the mine and the battery, the upgrading, and that's what that uh, loan, uh, $100 million loan you mentioned is all about. That's one company that's doing it, but they, there will need to be four or five in North America doing that. And uh, we will be one of them and we'll be announcing that plan in the coming months. Greg, thanks for speaking with Kitco. Hey, it's been my pleasure.
He is Greg Bowes. He is CEO of Northern Graphite. My name is Michael McRae, and you're watching Kiko Mining.